Well, I guess that's how Thanos felt when he snapped the fucking finger and then went back to the... What's that fucking planet? I can't remember. The Titan. Titan. Well, welcome to the After Amir Johnson Show, the AA show for June 19, 2019. 1919. How's it going, everybody? I still can't believe it. I, I'm in disbelief. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's the inferiority of being a Toronto sports fan. I cannot believe the Toronto Raptors actually won the NBA championship. I, it's, it's been a, f- what now? They won the Friday night, was it? No, Thursday night last week. And even a few days later, I still can't believe it. It hasn't hit me. I think it's a lie. I think it's a dream. I mean, objectively, you know, when they were, at, I think the last episode I said, you know what, the three games through, this that should give a really good idea what how the series is going to go. And I was right. After the Raps completely blew out the Warriors game three after, their, after some worrisome moment here and there. I mean, yeah, they were leading all the way, but when, they, when, they, when the Warriors cut the lead down from... 15 to about 8 uh, uh, Near the end of the first half I fucking freaked out I'll be honest Because you know the, 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 the usual anxiousness of being a Raptors fan Comes up But you know when the game 3 ended It just go it's over And then KD came back for some reason uh, And then he got hurt I mean but while he was on He was a game the difference maker But I know there are some Warriors fans going Well you never faced the Warriors the whole roster you know And I'm just like Dude like Whatever happens the first game that KD plays, whether it's game one or game four or game five, you know the Raptors are going to give at least the first half to see how the KD goes, which is why the Raptors basically did. Yeah, they had no answers on the game five, you know, with the KD and then the rest of the Warriors shooting like 11 for 11 to out of the beyond the arc to start the game. But I just go like, they still kept it close somehow at the end of game five. Yes, Clay got hurt, and then that's just unfortunate. You, it sucks seeing those, I'll be honest. You know, and then people are like, oh, Toronto fans are so classy, but some of them cheered. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to get to this point a little bit. It's no, Toronto is no different from any other North American city, except it's in Canada. And then it's, a, it's there, the demographics are way different from New York and LA and Chicago for the large democratic. Uh, demographic cities so i'll just say that but i leave that point at the end but you know just the overall the series i'm just cool I, I still can't believe it i i mean game six and he was like dude they gotta win that one they got no clay they got no kd looney's hurt iguodala's hobbling you know all that shit i was like st- it's just it was just a constant worry and concern you know and then the, and then they pulled it off and i was like when they i mean some people were complaining about anticlimactic Moments of the replay and shit. I say like, I don't care. They want it. They want it. So I I'm in still disbelief, and I am I am extremely relaxed after. I'll be honest, because I don't know when this win thing is gonna hit me. Maybe when Kawhi leaves or something, and be like, oh fuck, that was a really good win, or something like that. So congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. I mean, we don't know it has become the we the champs. Ah. Uh, I'm buying the championship gear. I should have bought that Thursday night as soon as they went on sale. Didn't. Should have gone and bought on Friday, but didn't. Didn't have time. I was in Toronto, so I'm actually... Uh, I didn't get to go to the parade on Monday due to the work obligations, but that's okay. I don't. There's about 2, 3 billion people that showed up in the office. So, I mean office. The, the Nathan Phillips Square and then the, the whole parade. I don't know how I could have fit in there to begin with. So... 
I mean, I was just streaming it, even watching it. I just, I can't believe that many people showed up. That's bigger than the St. Louis Blues rally, obviously. Bigger than the Cavaliers rally, who haven't won anything in 60 years or 54 years or whatever. I, I, I'm in constant disbelief at the moment. And then I'm mentally exhausted, given what happened over the last six weeks. But other things, maybe I'll talk about it one day. But this basketball has become a separate, you know, distraction for me but at the same time just the nervousness of just like making sure this team's like executing i mean they executed everything as they should as much as they could and they won and i'm like they won i can't believe they won i mean i go like the the g the maple leafs better win next year you know leafs fucking blew it when the bruins got to the finals and bruins should have won it you know with the, after the bad call and shit but i'm just like I don't know, man. I and then the Blue Jays are like three, four years away, maybe two years, three years away, and I'm I don't know. I'm so elated. I, can, I I'm so speechless. It just uh, so I mean, yeah. Objective. There's a draft coming up this Thursday on the twentieth, the day after this podcast comes out. Raptors have no picks, but obviously you gotta work on the transactions and stuff. So it's gonna be a very fluid. Uh, NBA free agent season now everybody's asking Kawhi where is he gonna go I love how the American media is completely dismissing Toronto as like well Kawhi made up his mind could be I mean I think the last time I said you know more of unfinished business and whatnot I was like I'm sorry like Kawhi like he achieved what he said he would achieve team achieved what they would do beside them what he's the the president of the basketball operations have achieved what they were going to achieve. I mean, there's a whole rumor going about Masai Ujiri going to the Washington Wizards to D.C., you know, to be the, bas- the president of the basketball operations and get to share the ownership, which is a Billy Bean Oakland athletics move. But I'm like, do you want to start all over again? Like some of these people, they ask, you have achieved what you wanted, like Masai Ujiri, the president, and also Kawhi Leonard and some of the free agents that are on the Raptors still, Gasol. Uh, Danny Green, you know, those guys. And I'm like, okay, you, the the amount of, you know, joy and then the pressure that to win this championship is different from any other American city or any other team, to be honest, in my opinion. This is the one you see from the rally. You see from the entire nation and then the TV ratings. Like, about, you know, 8.5 million people watched in Canada, which in American sense, like, oh, that's fucking nothing. But 8.5 divided by 37 million population, I mean, that's an equivalent of 22, 23% of the population. So, you know, that's about seven, in American equivalents, that's about 76 million people watching the game. That's unbelievable, you know? And then, yes, that's not at the hockey level of the 10 million, the gold medal game, the Sydney Crosby Golden Goal they saw saw in the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. That's still, I think, the highest rated ever uh, TV rating for sports, at least. And I'm just like, but then points aside from the ratings and then the enormous, you know, endless amount of support that you will see in the city, the province, the country, you, you're in a bit of a honeymoon period. Do you really want to go elsewhere and reset all over again with the new pressure, new environment, and then the new crew? Whether it's the new team, teammates, you know, you have on the floor, or the new management, and then the new head coaches, and everything, new training staff. Do you really want to sacrifice all that? I, Kawhi has a player option. I don't think he's going to exercise it. I mean, it's really a coin flip at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. 
I'll be surprised if he stays and sign the five-year contract. And I, but then, like I said in the last episode, look, he can go home at any time. The Clippers and Lakers will always be there. You won't get that fifth-year contract. You always you have the load management and the medical staff set up here. I mean, you you're you got a free pass for life for winning the championship like that. No other Toronto athlete has done it the way he has. Joe Carter, no. Boyer Salming, no. Like Daryl Settler, no. Key, like Key, not Keon Clark. Jesus, Dave Keon, maybe, but like that's so ages ago. So I'm just like, and Dave Keon was surrounded by ridiculously good number of like Hall of Fame players. Kawhi carried this thing. Kawhi came in and changed the mentality. And Nick Nurse is a rookie coach. That's unbelievable what he has achieved. David Blatt couldn't do it. Fucking Tyrone Lu did it with the LeBron. Steve Kerr did it with the Splash Brothers. Nick Nurse. I, I think that is the greatest rookie coach achievement ever in NBA. And then like Dwayne Casey had to get fired. I'm like, I mean, it sucks that he got fired, but he had three playoff chances. and His offense never adjusted, unlike Nick Nurse's. Nick Nurse adjusted. And then he's going to coach Team Canada. I'm so excited. This guy has a credibility of the G League, NCAA, now the NBA champs. He was a G League coach of the year, G League champion, and also the NBA champion. And probably he's not going to win the coach of the year, but, you know, he should. So, and Milwaukee Bucks are going to get the credit. So, but all of them. I'm just like, even Masai Ujiri. You want to go to D.C.? You want to get medaled by the owner, Ted Leonis? I mean, it's great for your, you know, the Africa philanthropical effort in D.C. with the influencers. But I'm just like, no, you can't do that here. Why would you want to go over there? Why would you want to go over there when you have no guarantee of who the fuck the president's going to be? Who you clearly despise and who also called your country, the president who also called Masai your country the shithole. You know, I wouldn't give America even a dime. I'll be honest, you know, so. I, I really think they're all going to make the wise decisions at this point. American media, ESPN are like, oh, the things are uncertain. Obviously, because I got to play up that fucking game to keep the peak interest of the social media, the online, and then the, you know, watching ESPN in general. But I think, I think some of these are really no-brainers. If Kawhi really wants to go home now, it's like, look, I have nothing more to achieve. Instead of relaxing a little bit for the 1920 season and maybe even 2021, you know, he can't go home anytime. Third year, fourth year, by 21-22 season. You know, he can go home anytime at this point. Would you want to go home with a guaranteed contract with one less year now? Or would you want to go home with a guaranteed contract that you already got the fifth year locked in halfway? And then maybe get the pressure off a little bit. Let the Clippers settle in a little bit. You know, and, you know, flip side. So that's assuming, you know, Kawhi and Masai and all the key core players stay. You know, Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers. I really don't. I don't know why they were playing up the whole Lakers are the contenders now shit. They got nobody on the bench. They only have five players signed after this trade. They have not enough cap space. They really, they got like 23.7 million. West is wide open now. Like East was wide open last year. And the Raptors have a really good core. Bucks are going to have a hard time keeping that, you know, core together. KD's hurt. Clay's hurt. Kyrie, I don't know where he's going to go. You know, Brooklyn Nets are there. But, it, you know, th th there's a lot of factors. And Houston Rockets are a mess. Who they, everyone thought was going to be a contender to the, to the Warriors. 
I'm more worried about the Blazers and the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. Those three at this moment. I mean, Jazz, you know, you know, forget the Jazz. Trailblazers and uh, what you call it, the Denver Nuggets. Those are the really good teams at the moment. You know, Milwaukee could load up again. Giannis could develop more, you know, learn from their lessons here. So there's a lot of free agents and a lot of things going on, which means if the Raptors have, you know, Kawhi not coming back or something, well, now you have proven that you, you have a championship core roster here and then the winning pedigree, which means if even if I don't want to think about this, Kawhi leaves, you got some max dollars to spend on these elite players, and then you should attract these people. You know, you still got Serge Ibaka, you still got uh, Kyle Lowry. Marc Gasol is probably going to pick up his option and keep that $30 million. You know, you still got Siakam and the entry-level contract for another year. <laughs> you still got Van Fleet, you know, Powell and all those guys. You know, I'm just like, the core is there, nucleus is there. You know, you can retool here and there. So it's the fundamentals are there. You know, the big players are questions. Who wants to be the next Kawhi? That would be the pitch that I would have if Kawhi ever decides to leave, you know. So I that's what I would say for the Raptors team-wise. Unbelievable season. I really didn't wear any gear, you know, at all this year except for going to the Pistons Raptors games here locally. And I really really didn't buy the regular season. I said, you know, wait, tell me when it's end of April, you know, that kind of thing. So I really watched them closely since the, uh, you know, basically the playoffs. And then I had some concerns here and there with the, when I watched them in the regular season, I'm like, how is this going to gel? How is this going to gel? They, the problem with the Raptors was, look, they never had a full roster because everybody was hurt and had load management. It's like, how are they going to co- come together? It's not like Milwaukee Bucks knowing, every, you know, like, you know, playing all 80 games or so all together, right? So I would just say, how's this going to gel, man? How's this going to gel? And then they figured it out on the way, on the fly in the playoffs, which is unbelievable. And at the same time, the teams didn't know. I don't think they knew how to adjust on the fly as much. I was like, God, we really don't have tapes on these five starters, you know? And then the rotation guys coming in. How is this going to work? OG Anobi never played. Oh, this another guy is going to come back next year, right? So, you know, lots of questions. It's going to be an ex- NBA has been unbelievably exciting, you know, drama-wise. Some people hate it, but this is why NBA, I think, at some pa- some point is going to pass the NFL. Definitely pass the MLB at this point. I mean, the TV ratings, even in America, because a Canadian team played, people are downplaying the ratings. But it's still higher than what the ratings were 10 years ago when they had the Cavaliers-San Antonio Spurs. So, you know. And then the Ra- I-, I really think, just even if I weren't a Raptors fan, and was- I was like, this is a very enjoyable, dramatic finals, you know. With all the Warriors' concerns, how the Raptors, the you know Warriors still have their pedigree coming into the fifth straight final, it was really good basketball. There was a one sloppy game, obviously in Game Five, but just the excitement of following it. Both teams are sloppy. Both teams are good. Both both teams are coming down the stretch. You know that kind of thing. So it was just it was just a really entertaining basketball. Even if you're not a Raptors or the Warriors fan, so I hope you enjoyed it too. And then, uh, yeah, so with that said, I want to talk about the, uh, I, I thought about recording the episode last week, you know, but I, I didn't. I wanted the series to conclude and then, you know, talk about it. So as entertaining as this finals has been, there has been a lot of misconception, in my opinion, about Toronto, you know, from the usually the American public and media. Honestly, I don't understand this niceness 
and then the the thing about Canada and all these things, you know. I mean, obvious, obviously, there there's Canadian stereotypes like you know we say a, you know we say sorry so often, you know that kind of thing. You know, some of those things are true. You say sorry, yeah, I do notice that now coming to America, I do say it too. It's like when I bump into someone, but I when it comes to social niceness, and I'm just like you know this is different, very gentle city, very welcoming, sports and all that shit. Doesn't fucking matter. I don't know where people are getting that. So Stephen A. Smith. It was like, you know, when Kevin Durant got hurt and people are cheering. And then it's like, I don't know where these fans came from. It's like, dude, every city has a bad fucking apple. Especially sports fans. Some cities have it worse than the others. A.K.A. Philly, New York, L.A. You know, West Coast and East Coast is a little different. But the violent motherfuckers are violent. Go to Oakland. Go to San Francisco. Go to Philly. St. Louis. Seattle, even. San Diego, they're like assholes. There's an asshole in every city. There's somebody who would have cheered at whatever best player that got injured. I was more in shock yelling at the TV. It's like, oh, shit, Katie hurt, Katie hurt. He done, he done, he done. Like, I was more in that mode. That's not an excitement. That's a genuine moment of shock. And then a gazillion people are shocked. I know there was a one guy who was waving and shit. I was like, dude, there was one guy who was waving. It was like the entire crowd was not going, nah, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. You know, that kind of shit. And then, you know, I'm just like, in going back in history a little bit, even a couple years ago, when they had the whole fucking Jose Bautista, the fucking bat flip moment, and then like people throwing beer cans and shit during the wild card, you know, the, the one game playoff in 2016, the one guy fucking threw a beer, whole bunch of people throw beers onto the fucking field in 2015 ALDS. Yeah, is a gentle city. My ass. You know how much like fucking Twitter, social media, media coverage has been so bad in some of these players and some of these athletes and from some of the fans. It's ridiculous in this city. Also, as much as it is ridiculous in New York, Boston, and all these places. So, please, get this. Toronto ain't no different when it comes to that. And also, it's an international city. Yes, it's a different, it's a different, like, you watch the first take with Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith, and Molly Quirm, and I go, I look at the back, whenever they go to L.A. or San Francisco, you, you expect a barbershop crowd there, mostly African-American people, black people, Latin people, you know, some white people there. Now, I watch the first take in Toronto, and God, there's so many Asian people back there, and I'm like, I know you don't get first take unless TSN 2, 3, 4 plays it or something. I know they've been doing around the horn. I hope they don't show this fucking show in, in Canada. This is a fucking brain garbage of a show. But I was like, I'm sure there, there is a curiosity factor for them. Dude, yes, the Asian basketball fans are basically black people of Canada. <laughs> I just go, yeah, Toronto's different that way. It's a different metropolis compared to Chicago, LA, and you know. New York. So I'm just like, God, that's cool, you know. God, and then this team is like diverse by itself. Serge Ibaka from, uh, from Ghana, if I remember right. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Cameroon. Uh, Sol, Spain. God, Taiwanese. Jeremy Lin is a fucking NBA champion. He got a ring before fucking Carmelo Anthony. What a good riddance. But, you know, shit like that. And then, obviously... Do we have a Canadian on the Raptors anymore? Corey Joseph's gone, so he's not there. But he, you you see, it's a very international team. Toronto always has been, you know, Euro, South America, Brazil. OG? Is OG Brazilian? I don't remember anymore. Obviously, Americans. 
it's, it's a very diverse team, and then NBA has become a diverse game. And from an NBA perspective, from the front o- as a season, the league office, I think you know the wor- world could not be more represented better with Toronto being in the finals and winning it, representing this. So I'm actually very glad, you know, instead of a dominant team like the Bulls or the Lakers or the Warriors, you know, dynasty. This is a one, even if it becomes a one-off team. That represents, I think it's a very special team in that sense. You know, the Bulls had Tony Kukoc and then like Longley, and it's like, wow, those are pretty international. You know, that that kind of shit. But this is really with the city. It's an international city now. It just, it's great. So it's a very different city. And then they beat the Warriors. So offseason crap. You know, that's a diversity side of Toronto. At the same time, we got diversity, diverse amount of assholes too. So that's. That was proven there. So don't give this, oh, Canada's so nice everywhere. And then all of a sudden, it's a fucking wonderland. Yeah, some things are better. Many things are better. Healthcare, generally walking around and shit at night. Yeah, it's better. But gun violence has been up in Toronto the last year, especially. And we saw that at a fucking parade. I don't know how somebody, like, how the fucking gun would go off, especially near Nathan Phillips Square. We got the asshole premiere of Doug Ford who's pretty much going with the populism bullshit. That's no different, you know? And there's... And like any other metro area, like London, New York, LA, there's a huge gap of housing affordability and then just just the urban development. That's a big concern. And traffic. That's no different from any other North American city, in my opinion. So don't think that Toronto is this fucking wonderland. As much as I love the area and the city, it's my home. So yeah, let's 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 set the expectation there. And also, all these people who are saying, oh, "I can't believe Canadians did that." I'm like, dude, you had a fucking partial owner who fucking shoved a fucking player and said, "Fuck off, fuck off," you know, gazillion times. Like he's in a fucking game, two seats over. And also, you have an Almeida County off. The county fucking police officers making up a fucking story, overreacting to Masai Ujiri getting on the field. I got punched in the face. A one season ticket holder. Yeah, it's, it's a he said, he said at the moment. said There was no punch thrown from a Raptors general manager or the president, the de facto general manager, to the police officer. You know? I can't believe they're pursuing the charge. The fucking exact county police office who has some shady ass racial profiling record to begin with. So. Why Why is the county stirring this shit up? I don't understand. Why are they wasting that taxpayer's dollar? I. Why am I not surprised? So that's all I'll say. So, you know what? Given all the off-court controversy here, you know, from Toronto and the Warriors and Almeida County, Oakland, it's fucking even. I'll be honest. So, there. I'll say that. It was an even series. It's well-contested on the court, off the court, drama-wise, news-wise, you know? It was a fair game on both sides. Well played. Fuck the injuries. Fuck the off-court drama. Fuck, the, fuck that police on the off-court. Fuck that guy who shot it off a gun. You know, fuck that partial owner and all that shit. But you know, you know what? Overall, it, uh, otherwise it was fantastic. You know, as uh, what was it? Iron Sheik used to say. Other than that, it was great. So it was great. So... You know, don't don't put Toronto on pedestal. I'll just say that. But um, it will take a while for me to get this winning feeling uh, settled in. Or I don't know. Maybe I'll never. I never feel it. I'm trying to look for this also uh, hat that I have. 
So my dad, when he used to come to America a lot for business trip when we we're in Korea, I was a huge Bulls fan. He got all these like Bulls merchandise. That's not a Michael Jordan jersey, which I really wanted when I was nine, ten years old. We got this snapback championship hat. I think that was Mitchell and Ness from 1996. And I just looked up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the Raptors snapback hat as a memory and then give that as as my dad uh, as a Father's Day gift. You know, it's like 13 years later, here's a gift that I have for you, dad. You know, and then I'm trying to look for that hat also. You know, we have it in the house somewhere. We barely worn it because I was just like, wow, this hat's really jankity. I just wanted a generic Bulls hat, but we got the black and the white the white one. And then I looked up on eBay and they're still selling that shit for $25, $35. And I'm like, damn, I barely worn that the thing. I mean, there's no tags on there anymore. It's been 13-year-old snapback hat, but I'm, I'm going to go find it. So I'm going to get the Raptors snapback hat and the championship hat. And then also get this, uh, go find the bull's hat and then uh, stow it away somewhere in my uh, man cave in works, you know, as a potential display. So, uh, anyways, congratulations, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Fuck, I, I cannot Drake, take Drake anymore. He's, he's fucking cringeworthy at this point, you know. But uh, hey, hey, Lakers got Jack Nicholson, Spike Lee's on the Knicks. So, what did you expect? Anyway, and then, uh, I don't know why they're super fancy. Anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. I'm, I think I might be out of town, so I might record something early. But who knows? I might have an episode uh, next week. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think if I want to do this weekly again. You know, something consistent. So, anyways, thanks for listening. I'm emotionally exhausted, but I am happy. It's not like two weeks ago when I was emotionally exhausted, but then I was like, just like, ugh, I don't want to do anything. I'm a bit elated. I'm a bit motivated. I'm a little sore from from playing soccer. Maybe I'll talk about that after next week. You know, I wanted to focus on the Raptors, basketball, the city of Toronto, and then just the demographics and so you know, social commentary in general. So uh, thanks for listening. Please subscribe on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn Radio, uh, Stitcher, whatever pod thing you use. You can find the show A show. Uh, with a thumbs up, uh, black background, the white thumbs up there. Uh, subscribe and then the rate, you know, give give me the rating. SoundCloud, that's the other one. You know, I'm not on Spotify yet. Uh, email is a-show-at-outlook.com for any inquiries. a-show-at-outlook.com. And then uh, have a great week. The summer is finally here. Summer solstice is on Friday, if I remember right, or Thursday. Either way, one enjoy the remaining times of the spring. And then uh, we'll check back sometime in the next episode. Nobody's Bye-bye. Yeah.